Welcome back to the Corporate Cowboys podcast. My name is Alex. I'm your host. Today is proof of life. It's Sunday, the Lord's Day, February 5th, 2023. <clears throat> I'm going to give you another 30 minutes for free of consulting, career consulting. I would call it corporate consulting, but I mean, that term has been co-opted by corporate if you will. So while I do that as well, this type of consulting that I'm providing for you is professional, professional consulting for professional development. It's career consulting. Now, today's question comes from r slash career guidance. And a lot of these questions, the majority of this podcast is geared, is tailored I would like to target the corporate demographic or those individuals who are aspiring professionals, old, young, doesn't matter. But those individuals who are looking to break into the matrix or looking to hack into it, right? If you perceive the world in which you live in to be a complex network of systems, you've got to break into a system in order to understand it, how it operates. A lot of this you can discover from outside, but but sometimes you need that proprietary confidential stuff in order to uh, work around in, in order to be comfortable with the next move that you make. It doesn't have to be the next idea that you get if that makes any sense, you know, given trade secrets and whatnot. I'm going off on a tangent. (laughs) So before I get too far ahead of myself, let's go ahead and try and answer this question real quick. A lot of these questions are from individuals who are just confused, really confused about the world that they live in, about the corporate war taking place all around them. They don't know whose side they're even on. Are there even sides? (laughs) The question's asking, I'll read it for you. When I ask my white collar friends what they do, I always feel like I'm getting the runaround and they really don't do anything that special. Am I dumb, ignorant? What am I missing? (laughs) You ever speak to somebody sophisticated enough, whether or not they wear a suit every day, but sophisticated enough to be able to answer a question and in the moment, have you feel like your concerns, like your inquiry, is being addressed and you walk away actually with more questions than you have answers. I'm not talking about how politicians speak like our vice president. I wasn't say late vice president, but that's weird. No, like our current vice president, (laughs) 2023. Not like that where they speak circular and they don't say anything at all. No, no, no. I mean, 
explaining something in a way that answers your question and at the same time invites more conversation. I mean, those truly are the individuals you should be around. Notice how I'm answering the question now. And it's those folks because, well, personally, as a corporate cowboy, I like surrounding myself with people who are smarter than me or more talented than me or more creative than me or more sociable than I am or all of the above. Notice how I separated those with ors. Those are all disjunctive. That means that they could be one or the other or everything. Why? Because I strive to be great at everything. That's related to being a professional, at least. I know I'm not the strongest, but while I work to improve and work to better myself professionally, then I know how to interact. I feel I understand the tools needed to socialize in those circles that I want to break into and in those systems that I want to infiltrate. <laughs> Keep it moving like a corporate cowboy. So the body of this says, a couple of friends in different circles of friends, they recently revealed how much they make annually at their office job. I was blown away. I've never made more than $45,000 in a year doing primarily blue collar work. And that year I make $45,000 was on the front line fighting miserable fires with endless hours of overtime. Sounds like a, sounds like the forest service. God damn. I started asking specifically, it continues, what my friends do for work and follow their lucid answers by specifically asking what they literally do on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour basis. And I met with a lot of generic terminologies like consultations, meetings, analytics, but no real explanation to what skills they acquired to be valuable at this. I mean, right off top, this dude, this person, because they could be male or female, right? This dude, this motherfucker sounds sour. <laughs> maybe not maybe not entirely soured, but they are souring at the prospect that blue-collar work is not paying the same as white-collar jobs, right? And when, he's, when they say generic terms like consultations, data analysis, analytics, meetings, facilitating entire meetings, those are skills. Those are exactly the skills that you need. You need socializing. You need leadership. You need organization. You need analysis. Those are strong skills. Maybe they sound generic to this person because they don't want to learn them. They are discounting them. They are discarding them just off top, just from the rip, from the get-go. That they sound mundane. It sounds easy. Maybe because 
Maybe because the circle of friends they hang around with make it sound easy. Maybe they hang around with very sociable people. And the way these sociable people describe a hard day at the job was really just conducting analysis, conducting a meeting with a client or with a board. But that in itself is difficult, having to conduct meetings, having to control an environment where you're trying to propose or sell something or mitigate risks, have your opinion be recognized as authoritative. That requires a lot of skill. I'm not discounting that at all. So it says <clears throat> they don't, they don't uh, supply a real explanation to what skills they acquired to be valuable at this. Just a bunch of non sequiturs. <laughs> oh shit, this motherfucker sounds smart. Just a bunch of non sequiturs that sound like they do bullshit and make it pass as having societal value. There you go. Now we sound sour. Now they sound sour as fuck. It sounds salty. I'm going to be real. Just non sequiturs, really? <laughs> if they were non sequiturs, if it was just bullshit, you would be doing bullshit and not getting paid $45,000 a year. <laughs> Crazy, right? Have you ever asked to see one of your friend's portfolios of work, their body of work, their work experience? Have you ever asked to see their resume? Hmm? No? <laughs> would, you, would you hire them? If so, why or why not? Would you work with them? If so, why or why not? Would you ever allow them to lead you, to actually train you? Why or why not? Truthfully, it doesn't sound like you would because you've already, you're already disclaiming, disclaiming any merit they might have any value they might create as being bullshit and just a non sequitur. <laughs> so my friends, it says here, my friends are either so smart, they're unable to explain in layman's terms what they do, or they are as dumb as they sound, but figured out the key to landing ass backwards into a great situation. It could be both. And it could be it could be both. It could be both. You could have some very smart friends, but for them not to be able to explain it in layman's terms means means maybe you don't even understand layman's terms. Right? You see how I flipped that there? <laughs> you went from from offending to being offended, right? I'm not saying that you are offended, but you are being offended. Like I'm trying to be offensive. I'm trying to be offensive. <laughs> I'm trying to offend you. So I'm offending you. Whether or not you are offended, again, that's something subjective that happens inside of your person. And whether or not you're offended, that's your fucking prerogative, right? Or, they're, or it says here, they're dumb and they sound smart. They just figured out the key to landing ass backwards, right? Ass backwards into a great situation. I highly doubt that if they were not productive, unless 
you're friends with um, <clears throat> quote unquote <laughs> people of quota. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to fucking coin that. People of quota. Unless you're friends with people of quota who may be fucking stupid, right? And are just there because their identity checks a box. Some type of inclusivity, social equity, social equality box for the corporation. No, they've got to be smart. They've got to be smart. Now, it may be an issue that they are smart and can't explain their job in simple terms to you. Maybe they maybe they've trained themselves out of using layman's terms and like are only familiar with using jargon day to day in within their industry. So they may be losing on the back end the social skills that come with interacting with folks who are not in corporate. And at the same time, at the same time that they train themselves, I mean, if you're not keeping up, if you're not training with them, anything they try to simplify to you, you will be lost on. It, it'll just be lost on you. You won't be able to comprehend what it is they do, even if they tried to break it down. You would necessarily have to go through some or most or all of the motions that they did in order to understand what they do day to day, hour to hour, you really want them to break it down for you? Nah, nah, you sound, you sound salty as fuck. <laughs> those individuals that I've met, those individuals that I've met in white collar jobs, more often than not, I know a little bit about, a little bit about, and can ask the right questions. It's about asking the right questions to elicit the right information, the right response in order to continue asking more questions. Because if you're just lost, don't understand. If you keep saying, I don't understand what you do. I don't understand what the fuck you do. I don't understand what you do. And they keep trying to explain it to you as patiently as they can what they do and how they go about it. And you keep saying, I don't understand how that creates value. I don't understand how you're making six figures. This is fucking, it sounds like you do bullshit, right? You're, <laughs> you're offending them. And you may be too fucking dumb to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it comes to like management consulting and whatnot, a lot of it may sound like bullshit to the lay person, to, to, to the one who is not the manager, but to a manager, we're talking about metrics. We're talking about data, business analysis. We're talking about we're talking about programs and processes and systems. We're talking about organizational change, and this may and this may all be stuff that either goes over your head or you simply don't you simply don't give a fuck about enough to ask more questions, right? If you were a friend, you might ask more questions. If they were a friend, they might explain in better detail. Now, I'm not, I'm not discounting your friendship, but I am calling out the fact 
that you may not be asking the right questions and any answers that you get, you're immediately disqualifying them as bullshit and don't want to know more. Really, you just, you just want to vent in a specific way, listening to your friends talk about their day at work and comparing it to yours. You might be thinking these motherfuckers sit cushy in front of a computer for eight hours a day. And I'm, I'm pulling, it says endless overtime, putting out forest fires or whatever the fuck. And you're mad about it. It continues here. One of my friends, my one friend, it says here, my one friend was at least transparent enough to tell me she does three hours at most of work per day remotely and simultaneously crams in most of what she has to do while attending Zoom meetings. She's a business analyst, which is a generic term as the explanation she gave me about what she does. A business analyst, a generic term. To you, it sounds generic, but do you know what a business analyst does? Do you know how to analyze business sets? Data that comes from the market, do you know how to do that? Even if you're not computing it by hand using formula, do you know what systems, programs to use for it, services that exist out there that could aggregate and compute it for you? <laughs> but again, your one friend is a female. And I'm not saying she's a person of quota, but she might be. As a blue here we go. As a blue collar worker, I can go on for days about what I clean, what I produce, and what value it brings my employers. I don't get why it's so hard for them. <laughs> yeah, they could <laughs> what you clean, what you produce. They could probably go on for days about what they analyze, what they compute. And they probably could break it down in terms of value, whether or not they want to. That, that may be why they are not as transparent because they know you make $45,000 a year. Give them a break. They're giving you one. <laughs> it says, I'm a hard worker who gets praise for what he does, but am never a factor for promotions or advancement. There we go. Now we get to the root of the fucking problem. You want to be a corporate cowboy? You have to push for promotion. Now, now, that being said, that being said, knowing you have to promote yourself requires you know what industry you're in, what position you hold in your organization in relation, in relation to everybody else and other organizations of similar size, similar quality, reputation in the, in the similar industry, in, uh, serving similar markets, all of that, all of that is a factor. You see, that's what I analyze. That's what I compute as a career consultant, right? A generic term. <laughs> a gen a being a corporate cowboy sounds like a generic term also. Highly specialized, highly adaptive, but highly individualized as well. You have to take account and evaluate your individual situation. It says here, you're never a factor. Really, you're never a factor for promotions or advancement. 
I mean, maybe you mean a candidate. You're never a candidate. You're just never considered a candidate. A factor. You might be a factor in somebody else's. <laughs> you might be. <laughs> you might. If you're a hard worker, you you might have been a factor in a previous's in a previous supervisor's promotion, right? Because they could just claim your work. Yeah, I got Alex working under me. Alex is a hard work. We would we would never promote Alex because he's such a hard worker and good at what he does in the position that he is in now. Why the fuck would we move him? He's never made any noise. He's never rocked the boat. He's never had a complaint against him. We've never had complaints on him. Why would we fucking move him up and give him something different that would cause change, that would cause ripples in the organization, given Alex's position in the organization? Why, why would we do it? Alex is doing just fine. Alex makes $45,000 a year and he doesn't ask for anything more. <laughs> Alex is a fucking pushover. Alex is a welcome mat. I fucking, <laughs> I clean my shoes on that motherfucker when I walk in and he, he gets a check every two weeks for, what is that, 45000 What is that? Less than $1,000 a week? Dog. 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 If you know somebody in a situation like that who needs help, because you, you've got to recognize the bureaucracy that you're in also as a firefighter or a wildland firefighter or in the forestry, that sounds like government almost, right? But the bureaucracy within government is so specialized. It's so, into, it's, it's, I mean, every system, every bureaucracy, every organization is special. And that, this is where I nerd out, right? This is where I nerd out, I geek out on this kind of stuff. But every situation is special. Every situation is unique because every person is, right? Every person has different values, may have different values compared to those of the organizations. And so how they move within the organization will tell me a lot about the direction the organization is going in itself and that person within the organization itself <laughs> never a factor dog you'll never be a factor thinking this way that says i'm playing the game incorrectly and it's really starting to bother me damn damn that one went straight to the heart this person recognizes that this person recognizes that the corporate world is a game and he's, he's not been playing it correctly. He's been pl getting played. I mean, whether or not they admit they've been getting played, they at least recognize that they, they haven't been playing the game correctly. And that says a lot. That says a lot. This person sounds like they're at that stage where they're ready to change. They want to make a change. And they're really asking for help. They're asking for advice. If you know somebody in a position like this, have them reach out. Spread the message. Share the corporate love. We're on Instagram. That's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z at the end. On Patreon, multiple tiers are available. The higher up you get, there are some question and answer opportunities as well as some live sessions. 
you want something exclusive, just reach out to us, DM us. The, I mean, the rates are very reasonable. Most of the content we have is has been for free. And this podcast is, is a nonprofit operation. So by all means, you can write to us too. P.O. Box 3372, Rancho Cordova, California, 95741. This person, I wish I could help them. I wish I could reach out. I mean, I'm not going to reach out to them over Reddit because they've got themselves a ton of comments on this too. And I might read one or two, but that sentence, and it's one sentence, it's in a paragraph by itself. And it says, I'm playing the game incorrectly and it's really starting to bother me. This person is frustrated, maybe at their wits end, don't know what steps to take. Maybe because... They, they don't know the right questions to ask. It just goes back to asking the right questions. And it could be asking these questions to their friends or asking these questions of themselves. They haven't asked themselves the right questions. It's, uh, it's heart-wrenching. It really is. They ask, how am I playing the game incorrectly? Question mark. Are there skills that specialized that they can't even explain to me what they do? Or are my suspicions correct that a lot of private sector white collar work in America in 2022 is an economic conspiracy hardly contributing anything of substance to society? It's a bit of both, my friend. It really is. It's a bit of both. But it takes evaluating each situation, each circumstance, holistically and in depth, that's thoroughly, before I could give you an informed opinion, right? I don't know what industry your friends are in. We don't even know what really what industry you're in. We just know you fight fires. But if we're talking about the, these administrative systems, these, these state, state, county, local government systems like firefighters, there's a lot of bureaucracy that goes into that. Promotion and advancement is uh, is not doesn't occur often, but can be had. It can be done. You got to be asking the right questions, and it's obvious you have the ambition. I see a spark of ambition because the frustration is there. You're like one molecule away from turning that frustration into just raw ambition. <laughs> you're one you're one molecule away from becoming a corporate cowboy. Now I would love to help. I'm sure others would love to also. Whether or not your friends can help you, I mean that that you need to learn to socialize, you need to learn to ask the right questions. And as far as contributing value, I mean, if they are entry level, they may not be able to give you a definitive answer of just how much value they produce. Maybe they're not that high level of thinkers themselves. And I mean, no offense by that one, because you're not thinking high level. Otherwise, you would have touched on 
the fact that they're a part of groups. They themselves are part of groups and part of teams and being consultants or setting meetings, facilitating meetings, reporting analytics and projections. That's only one piece of the puzzle. That's only one piece of what the team does, right? So the team probably clears a ton of money for whatever organization they're in when it comes to consulting. That's why you have team members and it's the team that delivers on the final product, the final service. And so the company is the one that's reporting the value and the company's likely the one that you want to uh, ask about those metrics and whether or not they create value for their clients and how their clients benefit, how their clients make a profit off of this consultation service that in your mind, you might think isn't shit. It's all bullshit. It's all non sequitur. <laughs> it's, all, it's all fucking bullshit. But you got to start. You have to start within your lane. Don't look over how somebody else is driving. Don't look over at what car somebody else is driving. You may all be driving in the same direction. It's just that folks opted for different cars. Folks opted for different vehicles at different times in different places. You don't even give us your age. You don't give us the age of your colleagues there, of no, of your, uh, your friends, your associates. We'll call them your associates, right? Because your colleagues are the ones within your department, within your organization. And those associates are the ones that have those white collar jobs that you apparently know hardly anything about, but you could, but you could, right? All that overtime work that you put into fighting fires, what are you learning? What are you, are you just doing the same thing? Has, has it become routine to you? Are you tired of doing the same thing every day and not getting ahead? Well, what are you doing to get ahead? What are you learning to get ahead? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear about how much you clean and what fires you put out. And, and the value you produce for your department. And I mean, shit, hey, if you can quantify the societal value you create, that in itself is analytics, right? You're telling me you can't take that skill that you're trying to use and tear down your associates, tear down your what, what your associates do. Again, we don't know what they do. They could be fucking uh, community guidelines moderators at Facebook or, or Meta or whatever the fuck and producing no societal value. We don't fucking, we don't, we don't, we're not jumping to conclusions here, right? <laughs> but what you're doing, what you're doing in order to disprove your associates work, you could be doing to improve your own performance, to improve your own work and get that promotion, get that advancement that you say that you claim you're never a factor in shit. You can do enough math. You can do enough math to figure out you're not a factor but you can't do the math to move up. All right, <laughs> enough shitting on this person. And again, I'm not that. I'm not even trying to offend with that one. I'm not trying to uh, shit on them outright. 
but it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. They know a lot and they can't describe it to you because you simply either don't get it or you won't get it, or they don't know how to describe what they do, or they're just filling a chair. They're a person of quota. <laughs> uh, let me read one or two of these comments. I'm already into, into the 30 minute mark, into the 30 minute zone, but you know, for the sake of transparency, for, for the sake of, uh, of being thorough, for the sake of content, I'll read you one or two. The first one here says, I'm a software developer and I have a hard time explaining to even my boyfriend just because he's not familiar with the terminology or anything. I could end that comment right there because that's the first thing I said. That's the first thing I said. If what they use to explain to you is just jargon and simple jargon at that, but it's like entry level, like it's elementary, it's foundational to what they do in their work, that just means that you never studied. You never studied this. Like if to get into software development, you've got to know the basics to software development. You can't explain, you can't expect them to teach you software development in a five, 10 minute conversation in order for to have you understand. They probably could, but they would have to analogize a lot. They'd have to create a lot of analogies before referring you to lines of code and, and then telling you using jargon what those lines of code do and what they mean in relation to one another, so on and so forth. It says here, it's not stupidity. It just takes quite a while to learn software development tech stacks and most people find it boring. I can at least show my apps when I'm done with them. <laughs> Yo, she low-key flamed your ass and her boyfriend at the same time, but she low-key framed your ass saying, even though I can't show you how the sausage is made, I mean, I could show you this sausage and you can have a taste. <laughs> yeah. Yo, real talk, because a lot a lot of what goes behind the, the, the final product is boring and not even boring. It's tedious, not even tedious. It's laborious, not even laborious, but it's legwork that a lot of folks don't want to take on. And it requires a set of skills that individuals, that professionals get trained in to carry out. And because they make it look easy, others perceive it to be easy. So if I knew this squat, if I knew jack shit about software development, and I asked them, how do you make a hundred, how do you clear a hundred grand a year? All you do is just type code. All you do is just sit in front of a computer and type code. <laughs> What value are you creating? Because you don't see the end product. Again, this person might be part of a team and it's the team that puts the products, the services together, brings it together and creates something of value that they can then sell, that they can then license, that they can then patent, right? 
So it says, I do have some really light days where I only work. They, they continue. The same comment says, I do have some really light days where I only work a couple hours. And some days it's eight hours and some weeks I'm on call. It just depends. It is better work-life balance and pay than any blue collar job I've had. And from what I've heard, better than families and friends who are blue collar. But I think that enjoying your job matters more. I know many people are miserable doing what I do. Yeah, at the end of the day, you've got to like the work. You've got to enjoy the struggle, especially the struggle that you're in. You've got to treat it with love. You've got to care for it. You take care of business, and I've said this time and time again, and business will take care of you. Second comment here says, probably, probably because it is dead boring. You couldn't get me to explain an hour by hour if you had a gun to my head. I'd die of boredom talking about it. A business analyst, oh, this person is about to describe what a business analyst does for us. Whether or not the OP responds to this, uh, I think it's unlikely because the OP, in my opinion, didn't really want to learn at the time what a business analyst does. They just wanted to vent. They They want to vent how a business analyst doesn't have to put out fires. I mean, like literal fires. A business analyst probably has to cover some fires, right? That they, They'll have to analyze and then interpret some data and then present it in a way where they can not spin it, but influence certain outcomes in order to mitigate risks and outright avoid fires, right? So there is some fire control taking place, but, but they're not out actually working, putting out fires. (laughs) Says a business analyst spends their time communicating requirements for some kind of business change, usually process changes, software changes, and database changes. It's all about making communication happen between functional teams that don't really understand each other's work. Your legal team and your software team are going to view a problem differently. A business analyst would make sure they understand all the requirements and make sure that the change meets them. As an example, I worked when I worked as a business analyst, I was notified that our auto dialer, that's the robocaller we used to send voicemails out to, have I lost you yet? Have I lost you yet? The auto, we're talking about auto dialers now and robocallers. If, if you stopped listening within the last 20 seconds, if you zoned out within the last 20 seconds, you, my friend, need help becoming a corporate cowboy. <laughs> because we're learning now what a business analyst, this person is describing and not an hour of their day, maybe a day in their day. And if you can't pay attention to what they do in a day, what you think you're going to follow along hour per hour, I want to make more than 45 G's because I work hard. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. If, If hard work paid off, if hard work paid off, shit, we'd all be millionaires, at least the ones who came from working families, right? At least, at least. And then we could justify trust fund kids. And then we could justify 
legacy families. We can justify all that because at some point in time, they were hardworking and continue to work hard. But, but that's idealistic. That doesn't exist. It doesn't happen like that. You've got to work with what you've got now. You've got to do it moving like a corporate cowboy. Let me continue here just real quick. I'll make this fast. It says, as an example, when I worked as a business analyst, I was notified that our auto dialer, that's the robocaller we use to send voicemails out to customers, was not calling some customers. It was my job to find out why and see that it was fixed, identify any possible risks, like did we do something illegal, and address them. I wrote a lot of documents to track the project. So if I was hit by a bus, another analyst could continue my work. There's a lot of a lot of tracking, a lot of documentation taking place too. So you're doing a lot of technical writing, a lot of technical writing, and whether or not you could, <laughs> whether or not I'm not I'm not belittling the blue collar worker, but whether or not this person making 45 grand a year wants to learn or undertake technical writing is a, is, is a question to ask yourself, right? You, I, I said this before, maybe you're not asking the right questions of your associates. Maybe you're not asking the right questions of your organization. Maybe you're not asking the right questions about yourself. I can help. We can help. That's what we do on a regular basis, on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour. <laughs> it was really a bunch of meetings, analytics, drawing pictures for people who don't like to read, etc. I think the piece that you might be missing is business acumen. It's easy to have to, it's easy, it's easy, they say, to have a bullshit job if your team is generating millions of dollars or preventing the loss of millions. In some jobs, if you're not doing anything, that means business is good. That means you did a good job up front and now you're just chilling. Now you're just chilling, watching the money, literally watching the money roll in. Obviously, you're still on guard, which is which is why you're still on the payroll. You're still a soldier in the corporate war. You're a corporate fucking cowboy. Are you ever really that idle? Are you ever really standing still? Are you ever really complacent? Have you ever really settled? Those should all be no, by the way. If you answered yes at, at, at any one of those questions, check yourself before you fucking wreck yourself. <laughs> in some jobs, if you're not doing anything, that means business is good, like risk management. Yeah, if you're not, if, if you've done all the risk management upfront and your operation is airtight, your operation is air fucking tight, and you're not at risk of any legal prosecution, you're not at risk of any litigation, of any lawsuits, you don't have any pending, you don't anticipate having any, you're chilling. You're fucking chilling. And that's good. Get paid to do well. Because you did well up front, you're doing well still. Obviously, like I said, you can't be resting on your laurels. You've got to have your eye on the ball, always your head on a swivel, constantly aware, tactical awareness. Think of it it says here, think of it, uh, hold on, like risk, like risk management. 
If everything is going according to plan, then there isn't really much to do. Think of it like an insurance plan. Would you pay, you see, like, and, and I told you there would have to be a lot of analogizing. Mouse is for software development. That example that I gave earlier, if somebody had to break it down for you, had to break down the fundamentals of software development that you already should know before even talking about software development, and I'll, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, I don't know a ton. I know a little. I don't know all the fundamentals because there are a ton of fundamentals in order to get started in that industry and be somewhat competent. I'm not, I'm not competent in software development. I've got people for that. But I told you, if they were to break it down from the fundamentals to now, shit, I'll even offend myself to a fifth grader's understanding of software development, but in this case, it's a fifth grader's understanding of business analysis. And it's not even business analysis. Like you still need to have some understanding of the complexity of it because this person is going into insurance. They're saying, think of it, think of it as insurance. <laughs> and Mr. $45,000 is going to say, oh, non sequitur. That's non sequitur. You just pulled it out your ass. But no, highly competent people know how to analogize from one thing to another in an effort to simplify. And they'll can like depending on how competent they are, on how capable they are, on how professional they are, on how patient they are. If their time is worthwhile, right? If they're really your friend, shit, they may take the time and explain it to you to time until time ends, right? But time is money. Time is money, and they can only do so many analogies before they have to start charging your ass as a consultant. <laughs> Quickly, quickly here. It says, think of it as an insurance plan. Would you pay an $80,000 salary if it prevented $200 million of penalties and expenses in complying with audits? It always comes back to how much money you're making for the business. If you wanted to make more money, you would want to get into a position where you are responsible for more money. Developing your business acumen could identify, no, developing your business acumen could help you identify those opportunities. And what did I say earlier? What did I say earlier? You are not a factor in your own promotions and your own advancement, question mark. How and why? Why are you not a factor? Why are you never a candidate to be promoted? Why? What are you doing? Not just to create value for the company. I create value for... What are you doing to create value for yourself? To increase your value. To demand more than just $45,000 a year. This isn't meant to be offensive. This is meant to be a fucking reality check. Not even a wake-up call. Because it's apparent you're awake. You know you're not playing the game right. What you need is some counseling. What you need is a career consultant, right? Because you don't know the right questions to ask. You did right. You, you did right to Reddit, right? So that's a good first step in just throwing it out there to the ether. When if you need professional help, seek a professional. More than likely, I mean, more than likely, I, I would tell you to start to plan, plan to get out of fucking firefighting what you think you're going to make. 
200 grand fighting fires, 200 grand just cleaning things and producing value for your organization only. All right. All right. Enough of that. Alex, fucking relax. Pump the fucking brakes because you're at what? 37? 47. I'm generous with my time apparently. Why? Because I care. It comes from a place of love. Not just for corporate, not just love of the game and love of the work, but for my associates and my prospective associates, my current and my perspective, that's my potential, my future associates. I want to associate with individuals who think like we do. It's stand up guys with criminal minds. And a criminal is never satisfied, it's never sitting still, never, <laughs> never claiming they're not a factor. Motherfuckers out here claim they're a factor even when they're not. But you've got to back it up. You run your mouth, you gotta back that shit up. <laughs> I'll catch you on the next one. Have yourself a nice week.